This is Johnny Wrestling, or Johnny Takeover, as my shirt says. And listen, I want you to listen. Like, we're at a ball right now. It's crazy. It's loud. It's hectic. We're in New York City. But I want you to listen to No Holds Barred Network. to the No Holds Barred Network with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the EVP of Giggles, the heartbreak chick, the queen of the indies, Tiffany. And I'm joined, I'm actually really excited about this interview with Dylan McKay. How are you? How's it going? That's amazing. <laughs> A very amazing intro. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> my million nicknames I got going on over here. I don't like everybody gets more nicknames. I have a million more nicknames, nicknames than I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like you, maybe uh, I don't know if I need to like limit it or like I don't know. Maybe we'll get some with you. Like we'll we'll add some names as maybe you'll have another nickname <laughs> by the end of the episode. <laughs> That's awesome. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, guys, if you're tuning in for the first time here, we interview everything independent wrestling. If it's wrestlers, promoters, referees, anything backstage, when it comes to independent wrestling, I want to know everything about it, and I want to get you guys involved as well. So, um, so I'm really excited about this interview with you because I know I've talked to you a little bit about this like before, um, and I get like really excited. Like I, I feel like um it doesn't happen too often that i'll i'll spot somebody and i'll keep talking about them like it's very different like i have a lot of favorite wrestlers but i feel like uh i gotta compare it to joey silver sweet cheeks again i don't know if you're familiar with him but i remember when i first saw him i just kept talking about him and that's uh, awesome like, I feel like that with you. And I felt like that. I was like, this kid is going to be huge in independent wrestling. So I had to have you on. So That's I'm really awesome. excited. Thank you so much. It means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. I'm, I'm really, really excited to sit and chat with you. So, um, so for you guys at home, if you guys are in the chat, you know, if you've got questions, drop them. Let me know. We're going to get to know him. So um, so let's let's start this all off because, again, like, I know you. But maybe some people know you. Maybe some people don't know you. But by the end of this episode, I'm sure they're going to know who you are. So let's let's start from the beginning. How did you get into professional wrestling? I actually have a very uh, unique um, – most people will tell you that they just loved it as a kid and then they grew up and it was their dream. And I did like it as a kid. Uh, like very young, like probably like 2009. And then when, um, when I was like went to middle school, or I, I guess I was in middle school at that time. But as I went on, like all throughout high school, I was not interested. I did not watch any professional wrestling. I did not do, uh, you know, anything athletic, really. I did parkour. Um, 
So I have that. That's unique. I didn't watch wrestling, but my dad knew professional wrestlers. He knew Drew Blood, if anyone knows who that is. He knew Devin Moore, and he knew Danny Havoc. Wow. And I just personally knew those guys. And I would go to the show sometimes, and that's what really got me back into it, was going to those old CZW shows and wow. watching them wrestle. And it was like, wow, this is really cool. And I thought I could do it because I was an athletic kid. And so I told Drew Blood, I was like, I want to train. I want to learn how to do this. And then... When Matt Tremont opened up the school, uh, Drew Blood messaged me. He said, go here, try it out, and uh, I've been there ever since. Wow. So that's going to be like an experience for you, um, you know, working with Matt Tremont. Like, you know, is, so is that the exact, like, reason why, like, you decided to go after H2O and Matt Tremont because of the connection or? Yeah, because of the connection. I, I, I remember, like, I used to envision myself going to train at the, the CZW school, and uh, I just don't feel like it would have it would have turned out the same way. Really? Uh, like what what they're doing at H two O, the academy, it's a really really. It, it's a great experience, you know. I feel like every experience you hear with wrestlers training at schools, it's a horror story. They they beat them up, they they hurt them, they it's just like a bad experience. But Matt has Matt and Preacher and all the trainers, it's a great experience. It's really. It's really inclusive, you know, of everyone. Whether you're athletic, whether you're not athletic, it, it's they help everyone. Yeah, we we talked to Matt when Matt came on under the ropes, and like he was just saying, like, I mean, I personally have to come down to the school because I need to. I have not been to an H two O show. I mean, I've watched it on IWTV a lot, um, you know. So I see, and I see a lot of my friends like have the gone. It's just taking the drive over. Uh, to there obviously with the pandemic you get a little more scared uh but yeah. like the just the conversation that i had with matt tremont on the episode with him was just amazing and like him even talking about how he never even turned away uh one of the kids that was autistic and i i just like truly appreciated that even more uh that he was like hey he goes i'm not gonna turn anybody away and so i mean Maybe you could elaborate a little bit more of, like, your experiences with, like, Matt Tremont being, like, um, you know, a trainer there for you. Um, it was really uh, it was really crazy because Matt Tremont was somebody that, you know, I watched growing up. You know, he was yeah. – he was uh, he knew my dad, uh, but it wasn't the same as those other guys. Uh, so I wasn't as close to him. So when I went to the school, it was still, like, like meeting him and uh, getting to know him. Um, but yeah, it was really nostalgic. It was like, wow, I, this guy was, you know, he was awesome. I loved him when I was a kid. So, uh, once you got through that though, you know, you, you, you gotta work, you know, you go there, you, you bump, you're bumping, you're working. So it's not all like, you can't just bask in the moment forever. You gotta, you gotta focus <laughs> up and, and start training. Absolutely. I could only like imagine like, so for, uh, somebody that's going to like go train, like how, long you know is like a training session like me i don't know right like i'm just a fan right so like how would like a daily routine for you be um so they have classes they, uh, well right now it used to only be two times a week but now we're up to four times a week actually which is crazy uh so they usually start at around seven mm -hmm. and we'll go we'll go pretty late until like 10 10 30 11 o'clock um and as to it's uh it changes between between all the trainers as to what we do. Uh, we have on Tuesday we have preacher. Uh, he likes to do he likes to do 
a lot of different things. He's he's all over the place. Um, but it's really fun. And uh, Wednesday is Keener. I haven't been to Keener's class, mm-hmm. but I heard that he does a lot of cardio. He does a lot of running the ropes, drop down drills, stuff like that. Um, then Thursday used to be Matt Tremont, but now it's Mike Quest. He does a lot of, uh, but he does a lot of basics, the fundamentals of wrestling. And uh, Matt Tremont on Friday, who I heard that he's been doing a lot of the fundamentals and stuff too to help some of the newer students. Because now all of us, uh, the students that have been there for a while and we're wrestling, we have a we have a firm grasp on the fundamentals and mm-hmm. and now we're just we're finding ourselves, we're finding our own move sets. So uh, a lot of the focus is on the newer kids. Right. And bringing them up and, and making them ready to, to wrestle. Yeah, great. Um, so we have a fan tweet from my, my friend Brad. He said, back then, like growing up, we mainly had WWE and WCW to watch. I mean, we're a lot older than you. you know. But nowadays, yeah. like we have more options. Like We have Fight TV. We've got IWTV. We've got Power Slab. Like, so what, like, what were you mainly watching like when you were watching like wrestling like were you watching a lot of these apps like are you just like a big you know wwe person like what are what are some of the stuff you like study so see it it was when i was really young like when i was nine or ten so i was uh i was definitely only watching wwe um i didn't even know i never thought about that that iwtv and stuff was was available to me when i was a kid if i was a much bigger wrestling fan i would have been into that but no i just watched wwe um, I'd watch it with my dad. And then occasionally, you know, when I got a little older, I would go to the live shows. Or uh, Drew and Drew Blood and Devin Moore would bring over their DVDs and uh, they'd get me to watch their matches with them and stuff. So that that's all the wrestling I had was WWE. I watched a lot of that as a, as a kid, and then I grew out of that. And then indie wrestling was really was like, whoa, this stuff is cool. I, I liked indie wrestling a lot more than, uh, than TV wrestling. That's how I feel. <laughs> that's how I feel like nowadays, like... Even to this day, yeah. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I very much prefer independent wrestling. Uh, there's so much; it's so hard to keep up with everything. So, I like the AEW product. I think they're yes, they're nice. WWE's of course doing their thing. They're, you know, everywhere. It's just different flavors, you know. Absolutely, that's the great thing about being a fan. If you don't like one thing, you can watch something else. So, it's just a, it's just a great thing. Um, his second question made me laugh. So he said, you've teamed up with Steve Sanders. Was this a coincidence when it comes to 90210? <laughs> so that is crazy. Okay, so <laughs> I love this. I love this already. <laughs> Dylan McKay. Um, how that came to be is my 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 trainer, preacher. Uh, what like we, we knew I was ready to wrestle. We were like, we're, we're going to debut you. And we just, we did, had no idea what to do for a name. And I didn't either. I'm not, I'm not the most creative person ever. So when it comes to like the, the creativity of wrestling, uh, I lack a little bit, but I was like, just, you know, come up with a cool name for me and I, I'll, I'll take it. And he, he came up with Dylan McKay and I was like, I, I just took it cause I had no idea what it was. Right. <laughs> uh, cause I didn't know, I didn't know what 90210 was at the time. Um, <laughs> So I was like, yeah, Dylan McKay, that sounds really cool. So we went with it. And it, yeah, it turns out that he's, what's his name? Luke Perry? Luke Perry, Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, Luke Perry, Perry yeah. was the was the character. And then Steve Sanders, I didn't even know that. Like, But when we tagged, that that was another character. They were like best friends on the show, Yes, right? yes. <laughs> That's crazy. And Steve, I love Steve. Yes. I love Steve so much. He is amazing. 
He's he's awesome. So yeah, Dylan McKay and Steve Sanders in real life, we're, we're best friends. For sure. There you go. I love it. Like when we were talking about this, I was laughing and I was like, oh my god, this is like one of my favorite TV shows. That's like the funny thing. Like we tagged that. We tagged that. We tagged that GCW. So maybe maybe that wasn't Brett's brain. Maybe he was like the, the 90210. It's too good. Too good. <laughs> It was, I think Steve Sanders was like tweeting that our name was Hio two one zero because he's the you know he's the pothead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so you brought up GCW. You've made a lot of moves this year. Well, in twenty twenty. So, but you got to work GCW, the collective. Like you've you've been making some moves. You know that's why I say like I've been excited for you. So. Can you give us like a little bit like your experiences, like, you know, going from H2O and, and getting these these experiences, even the collective, like it's just huge. It's 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 hard for me to grasp because th this is just what I this is what I had, you know, and uh, compared to what other people got earlier on, you know, it, it's very like this is a big thing for them. But for me, this is just what happened. Um, H2O, like starting the H2O was already a blessing because this is not like. You know, I used to think it was like a little, like a little company or whatever. But the more you go, like we stream all of our shows live. This is, you know, this is a big deal. Like H2O is not a small company by any means. So then, um, I don't even remember the full story. But working H2O and having the opportunity to be on IWTV and people were already seeing, uh, seeing things for me at H2O. And then um, I remember uh, Matt pulled me aside one day, and he was like, "I I knew what GCW was. See, so it's kind of a it's kind of a joke at my wrestling school that I still don't watch wrestling to this day. It's I know that's gonna shake people the wrong way, but uh, um, once I got out of it in high school, um, I I don't know a lot about independent wrestling. I don't know a lot about TV wrestling because uh, I need to get back into it, but I don't watch a lot of it." So I knew what GCW was, and I knew that that was a big deal. And Matt pulled me aside, and he was like, they want to bring you in for the scramble. It's in Indianapolis. Jimmy Lloyd offered to drive me up. And uh, I've just been taking everything that I can get, working everywhere I can. Uh, I think that's the beauty of independent wrestling, is just anywhere you want to go, any company that wants to bring you in, you can do it. And uh, it's just more, more eyes on me, and I love it. GCW was so much fun. Uh, it was a big opportunity. My Twitter followers, like, I had, like, 60 followers on Twitter, and then I, like, had 290 after that GCW match. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, like, I knew of you, like, before the fact, uh, like, to watch you in the scramble. And the scramble is, like, one of my favorite things when it comes to uh, GCW. Like, I love, love a lot of it. And, you know, I'm sure, like, you're familiar with Alex Zane and Bla Blake Christian. And, like, I mean, these They're are so, guys. They're so awesome. So like, awesome. so, like, to see you, like, come into the collective. And it was just amazing. So... Yeah, the collective was a whole different experience. I forgot to even talk about that. Uh, just wrestling in front of that many people. And it was limited because of COVID. That's the crazy right. thing. How many people would have actually been at that event if if it wasn't for the pandemic? It, but, like, I remember looking out the curtain uh, before the clusterfuck. Are we allowed to curse on here? Yes, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was like it was like wow, there are so many people here. I had never uh, performed in front of that many people, let alone the amount of people watching on WTV. So right. a big, it was awesome to wrestle for for Joey Janela's show. That was crazy. Did you get like butterflies, like to like be like walking out with this? I was so many people? very nervous, so nervous, yeah, <laughs> so nervous. <laughs> 
But that great, was the most nervous I've ever been in my life. But it had to be like what is it, like the minute like you step in the ring, it just like goes away, right? Like that feeling. Yeah, as soon as you're out, uh, and you're like, okay, well now I gotta perform. Like you're you're not thinking about the moment anymore. You're thinking about what you have to do. Right. So you're you're kind of distracted. Right. I gotta make it to like the collective. I was like, this is something that uh, I just love so much uh, that the collective so important and I would have loved to been there if the pandemic wasn't going. So hopefully yes. this year, maybe we'll like have it again and uh, maybe we can go. Hopefully things get a little bit better. So, but that's that would be awesome. great. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully this thing ends soon. Man. It's been rough. <laughs> I know. Okay. So we got a fan tweet from MGB Mason. He said, just saw the amazing clip of you doing a shooting star press off the balcony at H2O. Can you tell us what was it like leading up to during and after the move? And you're crazy because like, <laughs> like watch that like oh my god like the female instinct like kicks in like you guys are crazy but yeah let's talk a little bit about this so yeah that moment meant a lot to me um i don't even know where to start with this there's so there's so many layers to that moment um it was just so so going to that match for the last extravaganza biggest show we've ever had right there were so many people there and it was all for such the great cause of remembering uh danny havoc so I knew I wanted to do something huge. I asked Matt if I could use the scaffold, and he told me that I could. So uh, I knew that the shooting star was coming off of it. it I, I had to do it. Um, just, just for the moment, just for the moment. You know, like, I, there's, there's no better show to do it at, right? There's so many people watching. I had to, I had to get it done. And um, so when I was on top of the scaffold, I wanted to, you know, it was, it was hard. Because, like I said, uh, my dad, you know, I grew up with Drew Blood, Devin Moore, and Grant, Danny Havoc. Uh, I knew him personally. So it was kind of hard to be up there with that banner. It, it made me tear up. Um, so there, there was a, it was a crazy moment because I was very emotional. I knew that I had to throw myself off of the scaffold, which was very dangerous for me. And my, my good friend, Austin Luke, was at the bottom. I had to keep him safe. It was, it was a lot on my brain, but I, I got it. I kept him safe. I hurt myself in the process, but uh, it was worth it, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was great. It was just an amazing match. That whole pay-per-view, as I want to call it, like was a lot. And uh, I could, all, again, like I said, I could only imagine the emotions of it, like you felt during it. But I, I knew it was bound to happen. <laughs> at some point oh, whether god. it was after the match or before the match i was gonna cry oh god is there gonna be like like a lot more repeats of the scaffold like going forward <laughs> like... i hope so because i'll <laughs> use it every time i'll do something crazy off it every time oh lord <laughs> well there you go guys <laughs> but let's talk a little bit more about the last uh, stravaganza because it really was like the two days was great you know show to watch crazy. And, uh, it was crazy it was yeah. a lot and to see a lot of people like that we know we've had a lot of people on under the robes i mean even like brandon kirk and uh it's just it's been really really great uh you know to watch this but you know like what what were your thoughts and like what was going through your head with matt retiring like it had like i'm sure everybody's got a different feeling for it so like what did it mean for you to um that's a, that's a great question, actually. A lot of people in this school, you know, uh, there are some people who talk with Matt more than others. Uh, I, I, I'm one of the, the kids that stayed late. I would chat with Matt all the time. Um, so knowing Matt on a personal level and just knowing how the retirement is, uh, is going to affect him and everything, uh, it was rough, you know? Like, just 
I, it was a great moment. I think it got IWTV's moment of the year. Um, so that was really cool. But just having the like, you know, training with him and knowing him and knowing that retirement is is unfortunate. You know, it wasn't like I'm gonna retire and I'm gonna be happy about it. You know, it, it has a it has a negative kind of tone too. Like, you want you want to wrestle, right? And I'm sure he does. Uh, but you know, just for the betterment of him, I'm I'm happy for him. And uh, if he ever does feel like he wants to wrestle again, then I, that I feel bad. But I don't know. Uh, I, I'm very split on whether we've seen the end of, of Matt Trimmon or not. We'll see. I feel like a lot of wrestlers say that, that they're retired, but that they always come back out of retirement and to see, like... I know, I know he really needed it, though. Yeah. His body, his body has taken a lot of damage. Yeah. Uh, like, why? So, uh, it's good for him to rest up. He, he needed it. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad, like, and I'm, I feel so blessed and honored to like sit and watch him so many years in the independent world to watch him wrestle like live at shows at like icw and synergy i mean i've seen him all over the place uh live yeah. so uh i wish i would have went to that show it was something i was contemplating but again i was still a little worried with the pandemic going on so i was like all right well i'll just support from home and uh completely understandable you know, yeah but like i can only imagine even like fans that uh that are fans of the podcast like telling me like how amazing this experience was so you know so yeah i'm sure being a lifelong fan of match Raymond, it was, was kind of like a crazy moment for them too but i i remember the emotions were real yeah. I, that speech that he gave after about grant and uh it, it was just there was a lot there was a lot of feelings to be had it was it was oh man all right, so let's move on to the next fan tweet that I just can't wait to see your answer for this. Um, it's from our Good Cop, Bad Cop podcast. <laughs> they said, Tiffany, you made this very difficult this week, but with McKay being an anagram of McKay, what is slang term for someone who can complete the Rubik's Cube in under 15 seconds? And have you ever completed the Rubik's Cube? And if so, how long did it take? And it's so funny because, like, I went to the store yesterday and I actually saw one and I bust out laughing because I thought of this fan tweet. <laughs> so I was like, oh this lord. Goofy, yeah. <laughs> that is a that is a goofy question. Um, so I haven't seen a Rubik's Cube since I was a kid. Uh and I never could figure them out. But um oddly enough, I knew someone who could. It was my uh, I used to live in uh, like Riverside, New Jersey. And uh this kid named Upton that I knew, he he could solve a Rubik's Cube really fast. And I the fact that he could do it and I couldn't bother me a little bit. So I was like, ha there has to be a gimmick here. There has to be a reason that he can do it. And I learned that there's a, there's some type of algorithm to solve it. Like whatever color is in the bottom right of the Rubik's Cube is the next move you have to make. But that that's far. That's as oh, much wow. as I know about a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Interesting. It's one of those things that I feel like I would pull the stickers off and like put them in the right place. I, I used to do that as a kid. I ruined a bunch of Rubik's Cubes, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody's done that. <laughs> it was just like, when you were a kid, you got this toy, and you're like, I don't want to, this is not a toy I want to play with. <laughs> I'd rather play with other things. I can't. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't interested in Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but it's definitely cool when people can do it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Good for, good for and to, them. And to see it like done fast. But I remember like I think when birthday parties and you would get like gifts to go home. Like they used to have like the little ones too. So like oh I can't the worst. Like I hate those things. <laughs> yeah, you get a rose here. Oh. You're like man, this is lame. <laughs> 
now I feel like this has to be part of the podcast now. Like I have to get one and like like during my podcast I have to like play with it. Like thanks a lot, good cop bad cop. <laughs> so, um, Kyle's in the chat. Kyle's part of all, my co-host on uh, Ollie podcast. He said, "You're." He said, "Include light tubes in all your matches, and Tip will love you for life." <laughs> Ooh, you know that's a that's a good one. Um, <laughs> so I have a very mixed. Um, I have mixed feelings when it comes to death matches because I feel like I don't know. It's not expected of H2O students. I don't want to say that, but um, you know, we come from the hardcore hustle organization. Uh, I definitely have done hardcore matches in the past, but when it comes to things that stab you and make you bleed, uh, I don't think that I'm I'm the guy. I don't know if I'll if I'll ever do any death matches. <laughs> no, not even. I guess even, we'll see. We'll see. Not even one. You know, I was thinking. Maybe one if it meant something, right? You know, if it meant a lot, it meant a lot. Or maybe with Steve. With Steve? <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, if, like, off the top of your head, like, if you were going to have your dream death match, right? Dream death match. Let's just go with this. Who would your dream death match be with? That's a good question. I feel like there's a, there's a couple trains. There's a, there's a couple trains of thought. I feel like. I couldn't keep up, but but imagine the moment of uh, of wrestling Matt in a in a death match. That would be that would be a huge moment. Mm-hmm. That'd be big for your career, and that'd just be big emotional emotionally yeah. for me too. Yeah. Um. But when it comes to yeah, I don't know who who would I even do a death match with. Um. I would think pro- you like, would want to do it with I think Matt. The only be- person. Yeah. Yeah, I, with Matt, it- Matt would be Matt would be probably one of the only people (laughs) you know my my good friends yeah uh, i have two good friends at the school uh marcus mathers and austin luke you know i trust them very much i wouldn't mind doing uh very hardcore things with them but um you know they're just personally uh i'm very skeeved out by that like even getting needles as an adult yeah uh me out a lot i'm very skeeved by things going in my skin I can't watch that stuff. It's like I have to turn my head. Like I love light tubes. I'm like obsessed with it. I don't know. It's just light something. Are a great effect. They are great. It's the spooky dust, as a lot of us call it, and it's just like the sound. It's everything. I get like really excited. The explosion, about it. yeah. It's yeah, nice. it's just so I laugh. Like I don't know, but like certain things, like I get really nervous about. So maybe if it's like a little bit of a limit of a death match like maybe you would consider it but i would really think that you would want to do it matt and i know a lot of people always say like if you ask them if you were going to do a death match who would the death match be with and a lot of people say matt tremont that they feel like okay like here's the man who's done death matches and he's the safest and you know you would feel the most yeah, comfortable I, with yeah i would definitely feel the most comfortable in there with matt you yeah. know nobody's more experienced and uh no I, his intentions would not be to murder me as well so <laughs> <That'd be good. laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so Kyle's next question is in the chat, and it's funny because I could kind of elaborate a little bit off of this. He says, would you ever go to the Young Lions route in New Japan? You know, okay, so that's one aspect of wrestling that I know nothing about is Japan, uh, but I know it's huge, and I know that that's, like, everyone's goal. I, I, I'm i glad that I got to see uh, Danny Havoc go there when I did because that, that was, like, big. Uh hearing about all them going and Matt going and Jimmy Lloyd going and all these people that I know going to Japan. It was, it was really cool. Um, so I definitely want to do that. I would be so down. 
to go to Japan. That is that is that now became a dream of mine. As something that I, I had no idea what it was before, getting into wrestling and hearing about it and hearing just seeing how insanely talented everyone is down there. I'm, I'm Nuts. I'm sure, like, as time goes, again, that, like, you'll see, like, maybe there are places, like, you would love to travel to. So, I mean, so I was going to kind of elaborate with that, but, like, are there any goals, like, that you can think of? And, again, like, I know, like, you're still new to the business. Like, are there places you would like to, you know, promotions you might want to go to or to travel to? Like, would Mexico be somewhere you would love to wrestle at one time? Like, you know, go to England and, you know, maybe, like, train or... Like, is that, like, thought process in your head one day? I never particularly thought that I would that I would love to travel there and wrestle. But, of course, like, if the opportunity arises, I would not. I would not think twice. That would that would be amazing. Um, and I love the local promotions that we have here. Like, even, uh, you know, H2O and, and GCW is uh, – it, it's big enough for me right now. Um, I doubt I'll ever outgrow it. So, but, yeah, I have, if I ever get the opportunity and they're like, hey – you would come down to Mexico and train, wrestle. I would absolutely do that. I know that. I think they work the opposite side. Mm-hmm. I think you would have to learn how to wrestle with your with your left arm or with your know. right arm, which is very different. They do they do everything the other way there. I, don't know. I love it. I think so. I, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. If you're in the chat, let us know because I don't know. Um. So I want to talk a little bit about like your most recent match you worked with G Raver. Like, how was that? Like, that had to be really cool. That was really cool. Uh, so G Raver wasn't someone I saw growing up, but um, I, I watched him a lot. Like, in that window of training before I debuted and became a wrestler, uh, I saw a lot of G Raver matches, and he was always one of the the best guys at H2O in my opinion. Um, so yeah, when I when I found out that I was gonna work him, Austin and Mark already uh, already had worked him. So and th- those matches were amazing. So I was very excited to get in there with him, you know. And it was a very fun match. He's a very he's very awesome. Uh, yeah, working with him was amazing. Love G Raver. That's that's cool. Uh, Ray said in the chat, he goes Lucha style is the opposite. So there, there's yeah, Lucha style is the opposite. Yeah. So you know there'd be a there'd be a learning process there because. It's very different. So I would definitely have to go and train for a while before uh, before wrestling pretty, anyone. Pretty interesting. Uh, Dokken in the chat says, what former hardcore wrestler you wish you could wrestle with? Um, you know, of course, I think it would have to be uh, Danny Havoc, Grant. You know, he, me- he meant a lot to me as a kid. Um, and his passing was, it hit me really hard. And, uh, I, you know, I, so as I, my dad knew uh he knew drew blood he knew devin moore and he knew grant i wrestled drew blood i wrestled devin moore i never got the opportunity so that that would absolutely be the the answer to that one cool cool uh what's the best piece of advice that was given to you that sticks out the most um that's a good question that is a really good question (laughs) i think I think, um, well, the most, the advice that I get is, uh, you know, don't bump on your neck and don't jump off that scaffold, but I always don't listen to those. <laughs> so, uh, maybe just, I, I feel like the, the ego part of wrestling is a really important thing. And that, that's a big talk at our school is just, uh, you know, to be, to be a good person. A lot of wrestlers 
or you hear stories of wrestlers uh, that that become very gloated and and uh, egotistic. And uh, at at H2O, we talk about that a lot. You know, That's great. be humble, yeah. be a good person. I love that. Like being humble, like is always like one thing that I always stick with. Um, so, who's been your favorite to work with in ring so far? That is a great question. Um, I've had. I've had the honor of having so many good matches with so many good wrestlers. Uh, maybe Steve. Steve Sanders. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Lord. Love him. Um, every, I feel like every time I wrestle these guys, it's going to be something to see. Awesome. Awesome. So who's the dream opponent? Uh, you know, that's another good question. I'm so <laughs> out of the loop when it comes to wrestling. My dream opponent. Yeah, and I get asked this a lot, <laughs> and I never know the answer. <laughs> it's got to change like it, though, too. Like I would assume, like as as time goes, it would it would change. Because I have like realistic people I want to wrestle. Right. Like it, I, I don't want to call it the dream because everybody expects some huge answer, like John Cena. Like it would right. be my dream to wrestle John Cena. Right. Uh, but like, I I always just think realistically, <laughs> who uh, who I would love to wrestle in the future. Right. Um. Maybe like you know the the only wrestler I remember. I liked three wrestlers when I was a kid, like, heavily. And it was Jeff Hardy, of course, mm-hmm. CM Punk, and Triple H. So I feel like working any of those guys would be, like, a dream come true. But, you know, it's uh, now i got to think, out of that, probably Jeff Hardy. Just because I feel stylistically we're very similar. We do we do insane things. Yeah, you guys are crazy. That's funny. Our, <laughs> friend, our friend Cody jumped in the chat. He goes, jump, jump off that scaffold. See scaffold at last extravaganza. Dylan, wee! That's what he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would jump off that scaffold 10 times out of 10. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Like, so, okay. So, like, I know it's early, but, like, what, you know, what are, like, some of your end goals? Like, because I know, like, this was asked for me to ask you, like, where do you see yourself, like, in the end? Like, is it independent wrestling that you want to, like, just stick around doing? Is, like, you're, like, very content, like, H2O. Do you want to, like, go eventually to AEW or something or WWE or, like, Impact? Like, is there in your head somewhere? That's a great – I love that. Um, so I'm very – as of right now, I'm young. Um, I, I – I probably should look ahead and think about the things that I uh, that I want to do in the future, but it all just seems, and I know this is like it all seems very unlikely when you first get into it. Like right. when, when you become a wrestler, you're like, of course I would love to be signed, but is it gonna happen? So I'm very content with with what I'm doing, H2O, GCW, and uh, all the other local promotions. Um, and I, I'll always be at H2O until, you know. Until that does happen, whether whether it's a contract or whether until I get so old that I need to stop wrestling. But uh, yeah, if I ever get offered anything, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the AEW product. I think they're doing really cool stuff. I love NXT. They're doing crazy things. Um, I don't WWE. I feel like that that product is very different from from what I do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard for me to envision myself there. But you know, I mean, of course, if that if that opportunity ever arises, like look at Alex Zane. Yeah, 
Never yeah. say never, right? Because, like, you don't know. But usually, like, a lot of people would say, like, WWE is the end goal. And, like, yeah, we have a lot of opportunity. And maybe some people are just happy staying in the independent scene. Uh, and that's, and then there's nothing wrong with that. And that's fine. I mean, me, I'm biased. I want everybody to stay in the independent scene because I just love <laughs> going to the independent scene <laughs> and seeing it yeah, live. That's it. You know, good feeling. But, uh, you know, again, like, you know, maybe this is like a goal for you that like you're like, oh, you know, well, maybe this is somewhere I want to go in the end. So if I was to see myself wrestling somewhere, I would love it. Love for it to be NXT or AEW. Impact's cool, too. They have uh, they have a lot of good stuff going on there. I don't want to. I just saw a bunch of people make the move to Impact. Like, I think Casey Navarro went over there. Um, Ace Austin. I got I got to work with him in the scramble. He's awesome. He so is. yeah, you know, anywhere, anywhere, I'm down. <laughs> or I'm down for like a one-on-one with you and like Ace Austin or you and Blake Christian. Like I want to see some flips. I want to see some crazy. And that's when you brought up dream matches. That's like what my mind immediately went to was these realistic matches that that probably are uh, gonna happen one day. So yes, yes, and I'm all but here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all Hopefully. here for it. Yes, no, definitely. Like guys, like I'm telling you, get on the train, like. You know, I told I told you guys, like, I like to bring on people that catch me. And Dylan is someone, like I said, he's still new. And there's still, like, a lot that I feel like we're going to see you a lot more uh, in the future. So, you know, like, I wish the best for you on that, uh, you know. But uh, it's great. Uh, so let me, let me ask you this one last question. If you guys have any more questions in the chat, uh, drop them. So... Uh, Oh, Ray, Ray's in the chat, so let me ask you this before I go into my question. Ray goes, as another youngin' in wrestling, how about a match down the line? <laughs> and who is this? This is Ray. He usually does uh, Under the Ropes with me. He's going back to training, too. So he's he's in the chat, Ray Ramundo. So he's he wants been... me to wrestle him? <laughs> yes. It's funny, he, comes, he was on a lot of these podcasts with me, and he always asks his uh the wrestlers on the interviews if uh he's like let's let's have a match going on so <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> he's, like, he's like let's just do it he's like i don't know you but let's just do it that's funny too funny too funny okay so to finish off my last question uh so what's like you know, it's all inspiring amateur wrestlers out there. I mean, even you included. But what's like a little piece of advice that, you know, you would give somebody that's maybe looking to, you know, go into wrestling? Um, so, yeah, I remember uh, how it was like wanting to be a wrestler. Um, it, it was like really hard to know where to go or know how it was going to be. Uh, it was really it's really nervous, like the really nervous feeling of like and if you do find a wrestling school, you're like. Uh, how is this going to go? You know, I heard stories that it's not good. Uh, but advice for people. I mean, just do it. Like, just try it out. Like, I, I feel like the, the thing people do the most is they want to be a wrestler, but they never they never go. Right. They think about it, and they come to terms with it, but they never go. Like, oh, scheduling is going to be hard. Oh, this is going to be rigorous exercise. I'm going to get hurt. And, uh, it's yeah, it's going to be all those things. But, you know, it's, if it's your dream, then do it. It's great. It's like, uh, was it Nike? Just do it. <laughs> do it. Um, Get in there, you know. You're never gonna know. No, until no, you do definitely, it. right? It's just like I feel like that's anything in life. Like, just follow your heart and just, uh, just do it. 
Um, actually, Dokken is in the chat. He asks, what is your favorite championship belt that you want to win in the future? That's actually a really good question. So on an independent level, you know, uh, I'm at H2O. You know, my buddies just won the tag tag champions. Uh, I think my favorite division is the, the hybrid division. I want that hybrid belt. Mm. And, you know, maybe Dylan McKay will be the hybrid champion at some point. Oh, man. H2O. Putting, putting um, people on notice right now. <laughs> yeah. Make it happen. Give me a shot. <laughs> oh, man. So so what do you have coming up? Like, tell everybody, like, do you have any matches coming up? Like, what's going on in H2O? Like, if they're going to so watch. So H2O, H2O is having uh, this double header show January 23rd, I believe. Um, so that looks like it's big news. I'm unfortunately not going to be on it. I'm going to be away. Uh, but, you know, always support what H2O does. Yes. I think their product is amazing. Uh, but the the next thing for me, let me just let me just fact check this date. Sure. The next thing for me is uh, my do you know you know who Sean Henderson is? Yes. Yeah. So he's been running his own shows. Um. Yeah. Jan yeah. January twenty third. It's a double header, so there's gonna be an afternoon show and a uh, a night show. Awesome. So that's gonna be big for them. Um. But yeah, the next thing for me is is uh, Sean Henderson's big big show is uh, his like WrestleMania. It's weekend at Sean's. It's, a, it's another double head double header weekend. And I'm wrestling Demorest. Okay, I've heard the Ooh, name before. Yes, bit, yes. Is a bit of a legend, honestly. Love Demorest. Mm -hmm. uh, if, you just need to pull up some some clips of the stuff he used to do. He was a backyard wrestler, but um. Weekend at Sean's, yeah, February 5th. Awesome. Uh, you know, we have G-Raver and Two Cold Scorpio wrestling on that show, which is crazy. Very crazy. Uh, so night one, it's uh, me versus Demorest. That match is going to be really flippy, really crazy. There's going to be a lot of doors. It's going to be insane. Oh, boy. And uh, then night two is me versus Boomer Hatfield, which Ooh, should be a fun one. Fun. Is this going to be on IWTV? I hope so. I think, uh, I think he's... He's looking into that. Uh, I hope that that happens because I feel like these matches are big. There's a lot, dude. G Raver versus Scorpio on IWTV. Man, P people are gonna watch that. And then it's Lucky Thirteen versus Two Cold Scorpio the next oh, day. Oh, I love Lucky Thirteen. <laughs> I love Lucky. He's oh, like uh, another person that it was the best to be in the ring with was Lucky. He he made he made such a good match so easy. I remember I used to I used to work myself so hard. Like I used to get blown up. I used to be out of breath. Cause I, like, and then he just structured this match, and it was perfect. It was like it, we did a bunch of things, but I was never tired. He's great. He's great. I've had him on under he's the ropes wrestler. too. Like he's just a great person. It's like every time I see him, he gives me like this huge hug. I just, I love seeing him all over. He's great, and it was just. I think he was he was episode thirteen on Under the Ropes, guys. It's just it just happened that way. Uh, <laughs> so go check that interview out if you guys want to learn a little bit about Lucky Thirteen if you haven't already. So, awesome. But. No, nah, that's great. So, but yeah, so I think that's going to like conclude everything. So tell everybody where they can find you, uh, like on social. Like I have your links in the description, but just let everybody know where they can find you. And my socials are, uh, I'm pretty sure they're all at the Dylan McKay. Uh, I have Twitter, I have Instagram. Um, and yeah, hopefully uh, everyone will be seeing more of me in the future. Yes. 
So I love to uh, see that. So like again, I, I wish you the best of luck. I'm so glad that uh, we got to sit here and chat, learn a little bit more about you, and like late, hopefully later down the line, like we can have you come back and you guys, you can give me like an update. You can be like Tiff, I had my first death match. Like I know we talked <laughs> about this. Like I wasn't gonna do it, but I had my first death match. Then so we can talk about things well, like well. that. <laughs> we will see. I know there's um. There's this hardcore tournament coming up for the students in February. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what that entails as of now, but um, maybe maybe there will be some some bleeding going on in that for me. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> I guess I guess we'll see. Stay tuned, guys. Again, like make sure you follow like IWTV and like subscribe to that because that's where like you see like a lot of H2O shows. It's worth it. It's fun, and you know if you like light tubes like me, you'll see stuff like that happen too. Uh a lot of <laughs> There's a lot of light tubes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of light tubes. I love it. I love it. So, but guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And it was great, like, chatting with Dylan here. So, I guess stay humble and we will talk <laughs> to you guys soon. Bye.